Hey everyone, welcome to The Elephant on the Couch. The judgment-free podcast where we address the elephant in the room, get it on the couch, and start the conversation. I'm Tanya. And I'm Dulce. Join us. Let's Let's get get uncomfortable. Hello, welcome back. back. (laughs) We didn't practice that. I I like that. Do you? Unintentional, like, sync. Okay. Okay. Welcome. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Welcome to February, the elephant on the couch. Yes, 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 yes. Um, uh, we, I think we're getting into the group of things, so we're God trying. willing, you guys are going to hear us more often than not. Hopefully. Oh, you're God willing, it. I said. Well, I'm talking about them listening. Oh, you're putting it on them. Uh, yeah, okay. totally. I mean, we're doing our part here, guys. <laughs> like, work with us here. Come on, come on. <laughs> Let's get this party if started. If we're, we're going to, like... Record like y'all need to listen too. Is that is that how it goes? That's exactly how it goes. <laughs> that's, that's a relationship. It's a 50-50. Oh, Lord. That's such a good little like segue to our topic. <laughs> Jumping in head first. Uh-huh. How are you? I'm good. That's it? <laughs> the end? We're good. Let's go. Gucci. <laughs> we are Gucci fam. Um, You know what? Estrella's been saying that lately. What? I'm like, Estrella, how are you doing? Gucci, mom. And then she says, Gucci, like you. We're Gucci, am mom. I, <laughs> am I saying it wrong? I'm like, where are you saying it from? She's like, my Nina Tanya says it. <laughs> how do you say Gucci? Gucci. Gucci. You say that Gucci? movie. That movie is really good. House Which of one? Gucci. Oh, yeah. I said it. Oh, yeah. Gaga? Oh, I really, Ooh, I'm a little like yeah. monster for Gaga, guys. If you You're don't know. You're a little monster. Now you know. Because you know how, like, yes, yes, like, yes, okay. yes, she has her little monsters. Like, I'm, I'm having the, I'm having the, the paws. <laughs> you have paws. Okay. That's what she says. See, you're not a Gaga. I'm not. Fan. Anyways, um, good movie. Yeah. Go watch <laughs> Random it. Random as fuck. Go watch. House Welcome back, guys. We are going to celebrate Valentine's. Yes. Soon. We are heading into the most romantic holiday of the year. Is it though? Because I think people propose in Christmas. Oh. I dis- That's de- Valentine's is definitely where all the Scorpio babies come from, though. <coughs> are you a Scorpio? No, yeah. You're, not. you're a Capricorn. Yeah, I am. Okay. But there's plenty of Scorpios that are listening. Okay. <laughs> I, I don't is speak. There, I'm, is I'm, there, is there mean, though? I'm sure, right? <laughs> what are the chances? I went and tallied we everybody's like birthday that are listening to us. I mean, from the people that we know personally that listen, I mean, I'm pretty sure we can write it down. Oh, absolutely. I wouldn't know what astrological sign people are. I know my cousin could like November talking babies. about it. So February, March, April, May, June, July. I mean, you know the math. Nine right, months yeah. later, it's November. I think I know how that works. So, <laughs> Anyways, um, hopefully, Day, yeah, yeah. I don't know, whatever you guys are doing for Valentine's, there. hope you have a good day if you don't have anything going on hope you have a good day too it's, it's it lands on a tuesday i know that so taco tuesday it is right no it lands on a monday actually i thought it was on a tuesday nope monday i'm looking at the calendar right now <laughs> okay then never mind scratch the taco tuesday <laughs> situation now i like the light um so we were we wanted to talk about being single because homegirl over here by home grabbing me. Mm-hmm. We're single as fuck. <laughs> yeah, we are. <laughs> well, no, and, and we were talking about how hopefully, I mean, we always talk about this in the, on the podcast, but we want to almost do like a series from being single on your own all the way through 
divorced. <laughs> oh, Jesus. <laughs> no, but like the whole Full circle, guys. <laughs> until you get back to being single again. Ella, <laughs> full circle. <laughs> but no, like the whole spectrum of dating and relationships and navigating through all of that. That's the hope that we can stick to it and do like a whole series on this. So the beginning is being single. Yeah. So that's how we wanted to start today. Yeah. And and especially because Valentine's is right around the corner. I think cuffing season is like... Isn't that like winter time? Yeah. We're at like the end of it. Oh. Like, it's like Valentine's season? happens and then like March is like, all right, I'm done with your ass. And then you're like, fucking summer, I'm gonna be a hoe. Is that what happens? Yeah. Full circle. Wait, so is cuffing season like football season? It lands on the same months? I don't know. You start I've never dating been intentional around about it. Like you start dating around like October, November time. Isn't that because when football starts? I don't fucking know, dude. I don't. I don't speak football, but me neither. So that's I why I'm like, why are we Super addressing Bowl, this right it's, now? It's coming too, like the Super Bowl. Yeah. Right. So maybe you're, you're talking about how like we're in the tail end of cuffing season. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and we're at the tail end of football. There fucking you go. great, great way to look at it. Yeah, go team. Go sport. Yay. I'm Yay. looking forward to the halftime show, though. Oh, hell yeah, dude. I'm so excited. Mm-hmm. I'm so excited. It's like all my favorite artists <laughs> coming up there. And I feel old saying that. But anyways, yeah. Anywho. So we wanted to talk about being single. Yes. We both... I think we mentioned that on our last episode that we were, like, single. Mm, I don't know if we did. We've we mentioned that we went through a breakup, though. Oh, did Like, we? at some point of time in our mess. We mentioned that, so... The mess in the middle, yeah. I don't remember, honestly, but, I mean, yes, we are, so... As we're navigating this, we figure why not talk about it as we're well, let's, in the trenches. I think it's important to also, like, address the fact that... Address, I don't know if that's the right word, but... Tanya and I have been friends for seven years now, maybe? No, it's been more, because you sent me a picture the other day, and I was like, oh, like, that's, like, 2012... Jesus. 2012? No, no that's 13. when I graduated. 13. 13. Yesterday I was little. was oh, like yeah. a baby. Yeah. So yeah, 2013 to now, almost 10 years yeah. next year. Jesus, girl. I know. Where are you going to take Where's me? my ring? But you see the difference? You're like, where's my ring? And I said, where are you going to take me? Like, I want to go on vacation. I don't care about no room. Our fucking personality in a fucking like... Shine through. Where are you going to take me? Where's my ring? So much for I don't want to get married, huh? I know. <laughs> Jeez. Subconscious. It's just you. Mm. You're the exception to I don't the rule. <laughs> my best friend says that. Shout out to my comadre. She's like, I don't blame you. If I was you, I'd want to do it too. <laughs> yeah. You ain't stupid. <laughs> so, but yeah, so let's talk about like why. And we're not, I don't mean that in like why are we Well, no, no, no. Well, we've been friends for a very long time and I think we've been navigating the single scene for a very long time. Um, in the sense that we started being friends in our early 20s mm-hmm. and then we grew to our early 30s. Mm-hmm. And I think like we can probably even, as we talk about this, look back at when we were in our early 20s and now how it's changed to like our early 30s, like our personality, where we're at and how like the dating scene is like different. Oh, yeah. Well, but a lot of it is the same to me. Like, yeah. I feel like I'm still running into the same barriers that I was running when I was 25. <laughs> like, 
10 years ago. Yeah. Yeah. It could be. But we could start um, with the question. And I think that's a question that does come up often, and especially as when you're dating, when you go on a date, like, you meet someone and they're like, so why are you single? I don't know. But that's a question... And I'm thinking from the context of like in every aspect of your life, like that question does come up, like right. If you if you work and your peers, your coworkers ask like, "Who oh, are you single? Are you married? Are you you have any kids?" Like that comes up often. Like that's such a big part of what people expect and our identity as per society's standards and rules and whatever else. That it comes up really often. The, the yeah. why are you single? Right? So I think it's really easy to internalize well, that and try to figure out, why am I single? That's a good well, question. Well, I think that in previous conversations that we've had throughout our friendship is that is the why, why am I single when I'm like such a good woman? Which now that makes my, to- my, like my stomach turn. But back then, it was like a legit conversation. Like we're good looking, we have careers, we have our shit together. It's not like we're hoes, like... You guys should have seen her dance. It was great. <laughs> the wiggle room dance. <laughs> but I, <clears throat> I think that we talk a lot about like our worth has something to do with like being single. Like there's something wrong with us if we're single. Mm. Like why doesn't nobody want me? <laughs> When I'm like oh, I've been a prize, right? Like me too. And we've had conversations about it in our early 20s and even now in our early 30s about like, what is it about me that men don't want when I, when I think I'm like, if I was a man and I met myself, I'd be like, this is wife, this is wife material. Like, what am I doing? Right? Yeah. Like, and so, but, but then it goes back to that, like, does it really fucking matter? You know what I mean? Like, does it really matter who you are as a person as, like, a determining factor to get married? There's this connotation that if you're single, then there's something wrong with you. Or that, like... Yeah, and that's why I started with that question because I think that leaves room to be a little, I guess, problematic question on itself. Like, why are you single? Because the moment that that question gets thrown at you, then you want to answer by trying to nitpick like the bad things about you or like why relationships in the past have quote unquote failed. Um, and it typically comes from like, there must be something with me right. or sometimes it's like, well, the market sucks. Like there's plenty the of fish in the sucks. sea, but full of catfishes <laughs> <laughs> and like dead fish. And, like, right. So, but it lives like the answer must be something wrong, whether it's with yourself or with the people that you've dated to, be, right. to, to date. Um, where like I'm single because, because I chose I'm single. To. I think I'm at a point right now where I'm just choosing to be single. Like I I could be more intentional about my time and probably be more available for a relationship, but I, I'm not. It's not a priority right it's now. It's not a priority right now. So like I think that maybe 6 months ago if somebody would have asked me, "Why are you single?" I would have said, "Well, because this and this and this and this happened." And I, da 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 and I would have given half of my fucking lifetime reasons of why. Mm-hmm. Whereas and now, if you ask me, why are you single? I'm like, because a bitch wants to and I like money. Like, that's, that would probably be my answer. Um, because that's the reason why. Because I'm spending majority of my time hustling. Mm-hmm. 
and trying to get to the goal that I want to get to towards the end of the year. And so I don't think I have the time, the intention or the emotional availability to like date somebody. Okay. That's a valid question, uh, answer. Any fucking answer is valid because yeah. whatever reason you have to be single is your motherfucking reason and is your motherfucking life. And But not to say that you have to have a reason too. Right. Because like you can be, that's why I'm saying I'm, I'm, that question, the sentence can end in, oh, because I'm single. Like why are you single? Oh, because I'm single. The end. The end. That's it. Right. Like there's nothing like, oh, because I blah, 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 it's blah, blah. It's kind of like the, hey, like fill in the blank because it doesn't fucking matter like because it's none of your business <laughs> like why why does it matter you know mm-hmm. what i mean like why does it matter whether i'm single or married like that's my own private life yeah well and and it doesn't have to but i don't mean it in a, in a way of like being i'm gonna use the word defensive and i know that's not how you're explaining that but it's not about explaining to others or even about answering that question to them but i'm talking more in the sense of towards yourself like whenever you hear that question when you get asked that question don't yourself go into that hole of like now you start questioning things like you're single well i'm single i don't know if i would say like the timing do we believe in the timing like because it's this is the stage of my life i'm single and that's it like this is what i'm where i'm at right now and there's people that are single forever yeah like, I know plenty of people who have been single their entire life, and it is what it is. And they're happy with that, and they don't want a relationship. And who the fuck are we to tell them that they shouldn't want that? Be single? Yeah. yeah. Like, if they want to be single forever until they die, like, why Why does it matter? Yeah. I mean, I have people in my life and in my family that are single. And I know, for fa- culturally, like, that's a thing that we do in the Mexican culture, Latino, Hispanic, whatever. Like, people gossip and we question and we try to find a reason as of why this person is Are single. Are they gay? Is that why they're <laughs> single? Like, oh, that's been definitely a conversation. Right. In my it, family, yeah. So, so that's why, like, from the outside, we all, and I've done it, where we all try to figure out the reason as of why this person is single. And it could be, like you're saying, someone that truly enjoys their own company and they're happy and that's it. Right, but as as like with cultural society, like there is always the pressure for like what's next, and we've talked about the concept of the checklist of life before in other episodes, so that's kind of what. But I think there's more to that. I think there's also a society like uh, fear, and it might be just within the like the Latino community or the Latinx community where you there's a fear of dying alone, like. Like in the novelas, right? Like if you die alone, it's because you were a bad person or whatever that might be, right? And so like, se va a quedar solo, pobrecito. Like, oh, they're going to oh, end up there alone. there is like a pobrecito always. There's like a pobrecito when there's somebody alone, right? Like, oh, the, the poor, poor her or poor him, like they ended up alone and miserable. But like it doesn't have to be that way. Like it doesn't, you can be alone when you're 65 or 70 and there is nothing wrong with that right like yeah i'm thinking about how that even comes up when like during a breakup like if let's say we have a good friend in common right Mm -hmm. and he or she breaks up and as we're talking 
right or they break up as you and i are talking maybe about that we could say ay pobrecita como ay she has like really bad luck pobrecita like, oh yeah like, dude that like, i feel bad. I, I i'm the friend that you're talking about because i know i've been there myself where like you're talking and it comes from the best of places and intentions and like you feel for this person but the fact that we feel for them over the fact that a relationship didn't work out yeah, instead of being like, ay, bendito seas que se salió ese pinche cochinero. You know, like, <laughs> if you guys don't speak Spanish, I literally said, thank the Lord Jesus that she's out of that fucking mess. But, like, right, why why is the conversation? Because I've definitely overheard my tía saying that. Right. Like, ay, dulce, para cuando tenemos casas, mija. Like, and looking at me in Las a way tías, of, yeah. like, lastima, like, sadness for me. Like, my poor little dulce, like, you're so dedicated and hardworking and sweet and this and why that. Why can't you find and a good man? strong. Ay, mijita, te voy a comprar un santo o whatever the fuck y lo pones de cabeza. Un San Antonio te lo... You know, like... And I even heard it in an interview the other day on Instagram. Like, they were, like, asking all these characters from this show, like, how was... You know, what's the craziest thing about your marriage or dating or whatever? And one of the girls was like, I was single for, like, 10 years and then my tías bought me a San Antonio and I put it backwards and I found my husband the next month and I've been married for five years. What? Like, where can I get a San Antonio? (laughs) (laughs) We're talking about this. I'm like Google's San Antonio. (laughs) San Antonio figure. I am a yerbería, (laughs) Down the fucking street, there's a there's a Mexican little place where you can buy one. I'll take you shit. They're like twenty dollars. But that's that's and that's why that example came to my head because this is something that in our culture we do. We look at people that just are coming out of a breakup or going through it and. As or in a I wedding, would, like feel bad like your for. brother's wedding and your auntie. Yeah. <laughs> cualquier, cualquier cosa asimilación a la realidad es purita coincidencia. <laughs> que una tía te diga en la boda de tu hermano, like, ay, mijita, ¿y cuándo te nos casas? I don't want to. Thanks. And like, I think in fighting that so much, especially as we evolve in times and media and like just like with mental health too how it's becoming more normalized and a topic that people talk about and like we accept it and embrace it um i think the same is hap- it's happening with that that, with that being the single. woke culture now we're fighting the whole like i pobrecita with the like being single it's a cool thing and then there's yeah i do that think that it's that like the stuff so that está de moda, moda. like mm-hmm. being single is trendy so we're like now we're getting like to the other way end of the spectrum we're like yay i'm single and fuck love and i don't need anybody and da 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 yeah the the ends of the spectrum both of them yeah right we're like it's now like we're like woohoo i don't need you like mm. fuck love fuck love yeah uh. I don't, yeah, I don't, I don't agree with it. I agree with being single and being happy and I love it. And if you ask me, if you ask me surface level, do you ever want to get married? My answer is no. Like that's just, but then you the, just ask me for your ring. <laughs> Again, you're the exception to my rule, honey. Mm. By the way, that's gaslighting, guys. <laughs> <laughs> but, um. Uh, if the 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 underlying reason as of why you're single is because you truly enjoy your company and you're happy and you're fulfilled and it that's you and that's what makes you happy, then great. But if it's out of bitterness and you've been burned and like you have some traumas and some deal and some people that fucked you over in relationships and that's why you hate love now, that's when it becomes problematic. Well, and I think that I've had these conversations with people before of 
being single is not a problem. Isolating is. And a lot of times we isolate when we're in the single phase. I've done it before on purpose. Mm-hmm. Like I'm, I'm single and I'm alone and I really do buy into the idea of like being alone. Like estoy sola y estoy sola para siempre. Like I was born alone and I'm going to die alone even though I have a whole ass child that goes with me everywhere. But <clears throat> then I start isolating even with my own friends and people that I care about and And during that isolation period, guess what happens? I get more traumatized. My brain gets worse because attachment is the way that humans survive. Mm -hmm. So like you craving love, you craving to be in a relationship, you really feeling uncomfortable and being alone is a normal fucking pattern because we're attachment people. Like we're an attachment species. Like Mm -hmm. we don't get, we don't, we're not born. And then we start like walking like horses and they just, go do their thing, and then they can survive in the wild after two days of being born. We have to be with our mothers for two years to survive. Two years. Mm -hmm. Toddler. And I don't even think a toddler can survive. Probably need to stay with the mother until they're like five or six. Right. So we are attachment-based species. So, of course, we want to mate and keep a mate forever because it's within within our own natural species species needs Mm -hmm. you know like it's it's natural that you want love it's natural that you want to be with somebody it's natural that you don't want to be married you know what i that you don't want to be single forever or that you want to stay alone yeah well and that's what i'm saying like it's it comes down to like the the root of like why are you alone if you're truly fulfilled and other relationships provide that for you that attachment that secure healthy attachment then it is what it is but if you're lacking that because you don't have it from a romantic partner, but also in other sense of any other relationship in your life, then that's when it can be that cycle, like you're saying, like of isolation and you're alone. And as human beings, we, we need that. I do think that there's more availability for you to be single and have a happy life now. Like, I think there's a lot more single shit to do than family shit to do. Like, I found myself being able to have like fun by myself Mm -hmm. like the cult and then it might be that i live close to downtown phoenix um actually guys i live exactly on i'm just kidding (laughs) for the fans if you want to show up just kidding the fans (laughs) the two (laughs) thank you for listening to us you too (laughs) but um like I, i live close to like downtown area and there's a lot of stuff to do if you're single and don't have kids do you know what I mean? Like, it's not a very family-oriented culture where there's, like, a bunch of family things see that to do. That area, though. <clears throat> yeah. So, like, you can literally go and have a bomb-ass breakfast by yourself and get pretty fucked up <laughs> while you're at it, right? And then go and walk to the farmer's market and have a fun-ass day by yourself. Go to, like, an art gallery. I don't fucking know. Paint yourself. Whatever. And then... Come home, knock the fuck out. You have a great fucking date. Where I don't know if maybe 10, 20, 30 years ago, that was really a thing. Mm. Where people, like, I don't think it was so normalized to see people alone at a coffee shop. Yeah. I can see that. And I think it could be because of what we were saying. about. And I think there's also, like, a lot of, like, awareness on traveling, right? Like, 
you see a lot of posts on Instagram and shit of people traveling and like these amazing fucking pictures in the background. Mm-hmm. And you're like, I want to fucking do that. Yeah, they go find themselves. Yeah. In Europe. Shit, I'm going to go find myself. In Europe. I'll be right back, guys. I'm going to the Maldives to find, <laughs> find little Tanya. Shit, it might not be a good idea. Yeah. Anyways, bad idea. <laughs> yeah. A bad idea. Yeah. I said good. Yes. <laughs> oh, crap. So, what, um, what, I, I think the thing that really bugs me about the whole single thing is that i i've been watching a lot of things i i do follow some relationship coaches online and and i follow it because number one i love their content but number two because there's some things that resonate with me when i've been in a relationship but i continue to see things like you have to be whole before you get in a relationship and from a therapist perspective that's a bunch of shit like, I don't think you have to be healed or whole or found yourself in the Maldives for you to be, like, Damn it. worth <laughs> to get in a relationship. You know, like, I've known plenty of people who were not at their best in the relationship. And now they are at their best in that same relationship and they live a beautiful fucking marriage. Like, there are people out there who love you even though you're not at your best and they're willing to grow with you so you're referring to the the fact that what we do in the meantime as you're single the process of finding yourself in the maldives and working (laughs) on yourself to be whole that's bullshit like you're never going to be whole or you you don't need to be whole to be with someone She's very uncomfortable with the statement. Apparently, no, I because I agree with it, right? Because again, I'm in the in the field of ever evolving, change, and growth, and improving yourself, right? I'm not saying sit here like a damsel in distress and wait for your prince, knight in shining armor, or knight is like a gender neutral thing. Knight (laughs) is. And shining armor to show up and then you start moving forward. Do I think that you should use your time as a single person wisely? But I think that comes with the radical acceptance of being single. You're single. The end. Mm-hmm. It has nothing to do with you being whole or not being whole. Yeah. But no, I agree with you that social media has hyped a lot of that idea of uh, finding yourself and, and being whole and work on yourself and, and put yourself together. Before Which is a beautiful fucking thing. Please, 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 as a therapist, go and heal yourself. Yeah. Like, that is a beautiful thing. Continue to do the work so you can figure out what the fuck it is that you need to improve on. Because I even don't, I don't agree with the whole finding yourself. Well, the fuck, where did you leave your ass in fucking Africa and then never came back? Like, it doesn't make sense to me, the whole finding yourself concept. I think it's more about healing and figuring out who you are, not finding yourself. Um, it's just the whole idea of being broken. Like yeah. I have an issue with. No, well, I as think- a, as a trauma survivor myself, like I don't, I don't think I'm broken. But there is this deep belief that because I survived all of this shit, like I'm broken, therefore I can't attract the man that I need. And I and I don't agree with that. I think that I could have attracted the man that was for me at my worst time and it just didn't happen to be it Mm -hmm. you know it might maybe it might have turned into a horrible toxic relationship it might have turned into the most beautiful fucking thing in life but at the end of the day like it didn't fucking happen and it is what it is like that's the right like the radical acceptance piece like this is where i'm at 
I've mm-hmm. tried. To, I tried to be in a relationship. I tried to have a long term relationship that was gonna lead to marriage and whatever the fuck else. Lifelong. Yeah. Right, but it it just it just didn't happen. And then that's it. There's there's nothing that I could have done to it not turning out the way that it turned out. Well, because I think that the as a, as a culture we've adopted the idea of looking at failed quote-unquote relationships as if there was something that either of the people in the relationship did to make it not work and sometimes it just comes down to compatibility and this isn't your person and that's it the do end. I, do i think that me having all of the trauma patterns that i had being a reason why i ended up like looking for relationships with the non-matchable person or what is it non-compatible person absolutely is there growth for me to like change that pattern and maybe start looking at people in a different way yes but but you're doing the one thing that i fucking hate of when people oh the little questions <laughs> when people talking questions <laughs> triggers them i don't know did you just, did you just do it yes, yes. <laughs> does it trigger the fuck out of me you bet <laughs> Is it annoying? <laughs> Fuck yeah. <laughs> I, just, I just think like, because I just said like, you are who you are. And then, you know, you might end up with a right person. Well, and, but it comes down to this, right? Like, so you are single, the end of the story, right? Like it is what it is, that radical acceptance that you don't need someone to be happy. You need yourself, mm-hmm. right? And, and this whole journey as of what? Then, then okay, and then what? Okay, then what? <laughs> like that video of the little boy. Okay, yeah. then what? Um, but what we're talking about is what do we do in the meantime as if you have to do anything? You don't have to do shit. But what we tend Might to do... Fucking well. Yeah, yeah, and what we tend to do as humans while you're working on yourself, quote-unquote, or trying to find yourself or figure shit out, is after you understand that those reflections uh, i mean those relationships failing or not working is not a reflection of who you are as a person and your worth and whatnot everything that you've been through every relationship your past you don't have to have it all figured out for the next person that comes into your life to be able to work out long term exactly it doesn't have to be all fixed that was beautiful that was what i was trying to say (laughs) did i start asking questions to say it yes do I hate you right now? <laughs> but it's it's I it just it's a difference between you don't have it all to have it all fixed versus the awareness. Being aware, like you were saying, why past relationships didn't wait didn't work out because it's also about accountability. It's not mm-hmm. always yes, I talked about compatibility and this is just not your person, but sometimes you just gotta look at why didn't that one work out? Be, it wasn't because I engaged in a pattern. Was it, I was dating the same guy with a different body, different face, but the same traits and values and personality wise, probably. Right. So it's more about stepping out of the, the feeling, right. And be like, all right, let me, let me look back at that relationship. What did I do? Did I do the same thing? Okay. This is a pattern for me. Let me learn from it and figure it out. I don't have to have it fixed for the next person that comes into my life, but I have awareness now. And I understand that this is a thing for me. So it's going to help me see those red flags earlier hopefully and not put myself in a situation where here i am again five years into it and i'm like "Eh, actually this isn't gonna work again right so it's not about having it fixed but having the awareness of 
what you bring to the table, not only in a positive way, but your traumas, your traits, Mm -hmm. your character traits and all of that. And realizing that with all those feelings and emotions and patterns and whatnot, I'm still a whole person. I'm not healed. I'm not the perfect, quote unquote, whatever that means, person. But I am worthy of love and I'm here and I'm going to try my best. And this is what I bring to the table, good and bad. What are we going to do about it? And And not that I'm going to depend on you to fix it for me, because that's also problematic. If I come into a relationship and I need you to be the glue to my pieces, the moment you leave me, I'm going to be in shambles because I needed you to put me together. And I need to be able to hold myself together with all my little beautiful pieces before I let you into my life. Well, and I think a lot of times what we do, especially because I've done it myself, um, I was going from one relationship to another one to another one to another one. So I was single for about five years, guys, prior to getting into this really uh, long-term relationship that I had when we started when we started the podcast. And I... I was single for that time, but I was also at the beginning of my single time. I was going from one person to the next, to the next, to the next. Mm-hmm. And I probably was like alone, quote unquote, like not talking to anybody for maybe a couple weeks tops. And then I was already talking to someone else like and it wasn't the dating phase of talking. It was like commitment right away, like right off the bat. And there was something about that that I was like, what the fuck am I doing that I can't like what is the issue that I'm like getting stuck and I can't just like not talk to anybody and just sit on my shit. And that's when I started being like really single and isolating completely. And I just like disappeared from the dating scene for like two, two or three years out of the, the five years that I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. And so when I got in a relationship, right, I'm like, okay, I've been sitting here. I've been waiting. I've been working on myself. I've been doing all these amazing things. Now it's time for me to get in this serious relationship and it's going to work out and I'm going to get married and it's going to be amazing. But I like skipped all of the steps of dating and getting to know the person. But this might actually work for somebody, mm-hmm. right? Like in my whole experience, it didn't work out for me, right. but it could have worked out for a different person. Can I tell you that like now that I'm single again, have I been able to figure out my stuff and have everything where I want it to be? I, I don't know. I don't I don't know. I don't know if I'm at a I'm the best version of myself right now. And I don't think that I need to be the best version of myself in order for me to attract the man of my life. I might be a work in progress for the next three years and he might come during that time. Mm-hmm. But I think the important piece is being aware of who the fuck you're at and loving yourself. Yeah. Because what what happened to me is that I cannot tell you that during those five years of being single and quote unquote finding myself and being confident of who I was, I truly honestly loved myself. Because this person came in and said, I don't like how you do this. I don't like how you do that. I don't think you do this right. And I sat there and I was like, you're right. I need to fix it. Mm-hmm. And right now I'm unapologetically me. What's up? You need to do this different. You need to shut the fuck up. That's what the fuck you need to do. Like, I, I, because I love who I am. And like you said, like, I'm not a broken glass where like my knight in shining armor is going to show up and build me back up and then I'm going to be beautiful. Like, no. First of all, I'm not broken. We'll start with that. Second of all, I'm a complicated ass fucking glass. It is what it is. You're like and- one of those like a thousand piece puzzles. <laughs> 
<laughs> I didn't. I said I wasn't broken. <laughs> a puzzle's not broken. Hey. Is it though? It's not. Okay. Well, I guess yeah. it is a picture that's broken. Yes. Anywho. But I, I think that like the, the type of glass that I am, I'm a vase more than a glass. <laughs> and and there's things about me that I'm I'm gonna be unapologetically about. Like my fucking lashes, yeah. I wear them all the time. My heels, absolutely. My nails, yup. Am I gonna change any of that? Fuck no. Am I, do I want to buy expensive makeup? You're doing it again. Absolutely. I know. I do get a purpose to piss you off. But I, but I really like what you're saying of how you have to, through this radical acceptance process of I'm single, let me step back of those emotions, look at my patterns, figure shit out, identify those things. Not that I'm going to fix it, but at least I have that awareness the biggest thing would be being happy with yourself, right? Loving yourself, learning what pieces about yourself you love and being okay with that, being okay with the process of the waiting and, and if maybe you're actively dating on, on dating apps or through blind dates with friends, whatever the case might be, you're actively putting yourself out there to find someone, but you're not depending on that. If it happens, great. If it doesn't, that's also great. Mm-hmm. Because the moment we start feeling lonely and we see that as a problem being single as society and people ask you these questions and all this pressure within your own voices because regardless of what people tell me, if I'm okay with myself, I can cancel that noise. But if I'm already insecure and I need someone to feel happy, then those voices get to me, right? But it is when we feel lonely that then we compromise our standards and we lower the bar. Well, and let's talk about what those standards are. Like what is... I've, I look back at my early 20s and I look back at what some of my girlfriends at the time, girlfriends as in friends who are girls, by the way. So anyways, I remember when I was younger, I had girlfriends who would say, oh, this is the kind of man that I want. And I would say like, that is so picky to the point Mm. that it's like impossible for you to find this person. Like here comes negative me, right? Like shaming them on their high standards. You have to compromise. You're not going to find a guy like that. And and now they're like married with that guy. Right? Or, I mean, I don't know. I haven't, obviously, I don't really talk to all of them. But I think there's nothing wrong with wanting X, Y, and C for whoever you're going to meet. Does that mean that you might be single for five years? If you're comfortable with that because your standard is X, Y, and C and you're not fucking changing that shit, then mm-hmm. so be it. Yeah. Right? Like, I'm going to sit here. If I have to wait until I'm 45 to marry the li- the love of my life because this these are my standards and I believe that there is somebody out there that can meet these standards, mm-hmm. then I'm going to sit here and chill. But then it goes back to you yeah. being happy with who you are and what these standards are. And that's really easy to say, and we're talking about it, but I because I'm sitting here listening to you and I'm like, yeah, but what about like if if in I'm gonna use myself as an example, if I want kids, right, and I'm getting up there in age, that also is another layer of pressure for me to lower the standards, to lower the bar, to settle, to jump in to fill the void, because I'm like TikTok, TikTok, like it's running, I'm running out of time, whatever the fuck that means, right? So even though. The radical acceptance is there and, and I enjoy myself. And in the meantime, I'm doing fulfilling other relationships and friends and goals and whatnot. 
there is that inner voice too that's telling me like, yeah, this is all great and dandy, but running low on eggs here, Tanya, right? So it's great, but also I think both can be true. I can be enjoying this and be okay with it and accept it, but I'm also shitting my pants that I'm running out of time. And that's and, okay but if you're that also, point too. But there's also power in that. Like you're not the only woman that's running out of eggs in time. Right. And, I, and I've known women who had to run out of eggs. I'm not going to get into it. But situations where if you want kids, there's power into that. You can mm-hmm. go and see a doctor and get your eggs frozen. Yeah. And put them aside. Well, yeah. Right? Like, there is power. You want a kid? Go adopt one. Go get go get artificial insemination. And I'm telling you this, and I'm not saying this from a place of privilege because I have a daughter. No. The reason why I'm saying this is because when I was 23 years old, before I got pregnant, I said, I'm going to have a daughter. I'm going to have a daughter. <laughs> I'm going to have a kid. Maybe a boy. It might have, it might have not been a daughter. But I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be a mother. I knew since forever that I was going to be a mother. I didn't know when. I didn't know how it was going to happen. I'm glad that it happened the way that it happened. Um, but I knew I was going to be a mom, period. If that meant that I had to get into artificial insemination, guess what a bitch was going to do? Get an artificial insemination. Mm-hmm. I have no issues being a single mother. I fucking love it. You don't. I'm not, I don't, I, I don't have any issue because my desire to be a mother is a lot bigger than the desire to be married. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? So yeah. if, if you say, no, I, I want to get married. I want to have a kid. I know I'm going to find the man that's going to be willing to do that. Go freeze your eggs, bitch. What the fuck is you doing? You have power in that. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Right. But that, and that's why I'm saying that because if you're in this situation, it could be that it, it's still, both can be true. Like, have you seen the movie Juno? Yeah. Okay. So towards the end, the guy dips out. Like, mm-hmm. this woman marries a man. She can't have kids. And they're like, yeah, we do want a kid. We're doing this. And the the late, the girl, like, that's what inspired me to be like, yeah, I'm going to fucking do that shit. Because I want to be a mom. Um, at the end, the the they freak out. The guy freaks out and divorces her. Like, he's like, I can't be a dad. Like, this is too much for me. And he fucking runs out of the picture. And the lady keeps the baby. Mm-hmm. Juno's baby that she puts out for adoption. And I was like, oh, fuck yeah. Like, that's me 100. I want to be a mom, period. So if I was in that situation, I would have been like, I'm down. Because Juno at some point writes a note to her and says, hey, I'm still down to give my kid to adoption to you if you're still down. And the lady's like, fuck yeah, I am. I I feel that way about motherhood. Like, Mm -hmm. motherhood in my brain is not attached to a second parent. Is it a lot easier? Would I prefer to be like married and ha- absolutely, but I don't. I did it again, huh? <laughs> yeah, but I, I didn't say that for an answer. I'm just like throwing like hypotheticals out there as of why this pressure. Right, and gets I, and I'm, and the reason why I'm providing that is for whoever's listening right. who feels that same pressure. Like there is choice in the life that you want to have. I've definitely met women who really want to get married, like that's their thing, mm-hmm. and they've hired relationship coaches, and they're paying two hundred, three hundred dollars a investing, month. Yeah, like there is choice. That's what I'm trying to say. Like life is not like this. Like it is. Fuck, this is complicated. In your happiness, there is a lot of choice. I think that in radical acceptance. It is what it is. Life is going to give you whatever life gives you. Mm -hmm. 
but it doesn't mean that you're like the victim of life and you just sit there and life just takes you in and you're just like oh poor little me my life didn't turn out the way that it turned out there is choice within the shitty things that life has given you Mm -hmm. well there's always potential to rewrite exactly right like because you we create this narratives in our heads about what life is supposed to look like in terms of relationships jobs careers kids all of that but there is that concept of choices right and you are holding the pen and you're in control to some extent to some extent like i said like you really want to be a parent like go freeze your eggs that's a choice that you can Mm -hmm. do yeah right Let's say you really want to get married by the end of the year. Like, this is a thing. You go and hire a relationship coach and make sure that they find a person that is the same as you. I, and just so you know, the person that I know that was paying a lot of money for a relationship coach is happily married mm-hmm. and has two kids. And I've met plenty of people that met their significant other with a relationship coach mm-hmm. where they, they were paying a lot of money. I'll just say that. That's a lot of, that's a big investment if you're really. Yeah, but, but see what I'm saying? Like, there's choice in that. Yeah. Um, what I don't agree on is compromising your standards so that you can then get the goals done. Mm-hmm. One thing that I've really been learning about lately, about, you know, being single, I am who I am. You are who you are. You want to get married, you want to have kids period i like my lashes and my high heels and i have a loud mouth and i am very focused on my career and i want money period yeah if i find somebody that expects me to like be in the kitchen cooking barefoot which i was doing earlier funny but you know like the idea that i'm gonna be like a housewife and shit is not gonna be here and as much as you think i'm this amazing person i am who i am and i am not the bitch that's gonna be at home being a housewife and that's what that's what we've been talking um and what we kind of like the message of this episode would be the radical acceptance of being single there's no reasons as of why it is what it is accept it figure out what has happened patterns whatnot understand that you're whole you are who you are not compromising your standards because of that loneliness and lowering the bar, but also exploring then what makes you happy so that when you do end up in a relationship, you know exactly what you need from your partner. Not that it's their responsibility, right? But we, cause we all carry this like little fanny pack with our needs in there, right? So I need reassurance and I need touch and I need love and I need gifts, I'm talking love languages, but I need this and this and this and this, but it's not up to you Dulce, my partner to give that to me. I have to be able to fulfill those needs, right? Because the moment I meet you and I'm like, here, let's be boyfriend and girlfriend. Here's my box. This is what I need from you. Look at it. Make sure you do it and make me happy. Well, and that's why you're dating. Right. Right. So you you can can see if the person is able to, without looking at your box, give you those things. But it's not their responsibility. No, it's not their responsibility, but it is definitely a big piece of having a relationship. Right. They're going to fulfill that. They're going to add to it. If I said in my box, I need reassurance, I need to provide that to myself and then communicate to you that it is also important that you contribute to that. 
but it's not your responsibility. Yeah, absolutely. As my partner. Mm-hmm. So in the meantime, as we're single, what what's in my candy pack? And, and and I was having this conversation with a friend of mine, um, and we were talking about dating with intentionality. Mm-hmm. And as I was exploring what dating with intentionality means, the answer was, I'm dating with intentionality of learning myself. Like, what the fuck? I, I thought that when we were talking about dating with intentionality, you meant like dating so you can get married. Like you had a freaking plan behind your back to figure out why you were dating. No, no, no. Well, the intention was not to get married or the intention to have kids or the intention to find the love of my life. The intention was to figure out what is it that you love? What is it that you like? I'm going on dates with these people. I'm realizing this person is super like entertained with a gym and that doesn't make me feel comfortable. And then I met this other person and this other person doesn't like to, I don't know, eat sushi. That makes me, that's a big no, right? Like, so you start, Mm -hmm. it's kind of like you're trying different food to figure out which one is your favorite food. Horrible way to talk about humans, but. But it's like, like that totally just made me think of that story with the, uh, the, the, the blonde girl with the bears. What's her name? The, the story like that she, oh yeah she yeah, goes yeah, into yeah, a house yeah, yeah. Oro. how but, do you say it in english oh man there is a story with three bears that the girl like trying goes to... into the house and tries like the different soups this one's too hot this one's too cold this, this one is just, just right. perfect yeah. yeah yeah so that's exactly and i was talking to my friend too because she recently is single and goldilocks goldilocks yeah but uh but there's a lot of pressure into oh and I was telling her, and then I was like, well, listen to your own advice, right, <laughs> to myself. But dating, like, it doesn't have to be like you go on this date and you're going to marry this person. It is to get to know what you like and what you don't like. Maybe this soup is going to be way too hot and it's going to burn the shit out of you. And you're like, skirt, like, no, no, I don't like that soup. And then you go to another one and it's like, mm, this soup is really cold, not even flavor. Yeah. And then you try another soup. It's like, okay, this one's getting a little closer, Maybe. But the the soup might change flavors within six months. Shrimp, like... Yeah, like you started off with, like, like, a menudo, and then it turned into freaking pho halfway through. Like, you know? I'm I'm good with pho. Yeah, I'm good with both, by the way. But (laughs) do you know what I'm saying? Like, it just... It just... It can switch up because who you meet at the beginning of the relationship is going to shift, and you have a choice. I've been on dates with people where they're like, hey... I'm looking for a serious thing and I'm like, okay, well, I am too if it leads to that. And then like after the fourth, fifth, sixth date with this person, like I get a, I say, you know what? This is intense. I didn't really like how you did X, Y, and Z. And that's a turnoff. So I don't think I want to keep and moving forward. for those forward. reasons, I'm out. <laughs> yeah, like for real. Like, I'm not going to sit here and bullshit you say that it was me, not motherfuckers, all you. I'm going to tell you why. X, Y, and Z. But I, I, I have the autonomy and the say to change my fucking mind. That yeah. is why it's called dating. And the other dating. person does too. They exactly. change their mind. They're like, I thought I liked you, but I don't. Exactly. Or I there's this weird thing that you do that I'm just like, nah, bro. Like I am not go I'm not going to go there. And I've had people get mad at me for changing my mind because they were like in it to win it. Like you are wifey material and I'm ready to get married with you and I'm like 
I know that, but do I want to get married with you? Yeah. And and you that's why it's called dating cuz the whole point of dating is to get to know the person and then figure out whether or not it's a good fit or it's not a good fit. And when we're talking about the fit, I'm talking about your little fanny pack that you pulled out. Mm-hmm. Right? Like you might have I don't know. Love language is the I mean words of affirmation is your love language and I don't say any words of affirmation at all. Mm-hmm. I'm not a good fit for you. Period. Yeah. There's no, when we talk about compatibility, I'm not talking about both of you liking sushi. I'm talking about your love language and their love language. And how do you, yeah. your attachment style and their attachment style. And if they have avoidant attachment style and you have anxious attachment style, girl, it's going to be a toxic ass relationship. Yeah. And the only way you can find secure style is if you actually dig deep into your singleness and mm-hmm. figure it out. Yeah. I always talk about you're talking about language five love languages and i always use the concept of languages like even in therapy with parents and teens and kids and everybody but it's about like learning to speak their language as a as a parent you have a, an adolescent kid daughter i have to learn to speak their language literally so that we can communicate right so same in a relationship the moment you start dating you start showing people like trying to understand their language and them your language right and so if you yourself don't understand your language and you don't speak what the fuck you're speaking, then you're coming to this dynamic like blinded. Like you don't even know what you're looking for. You don't Which, even know what you need. Again, you might find somebody who is very attracted with your blindness. Yeah. And you guys <laughs> are a hot mess in the first three years of the relationship. And then you have an amazing marriage later on. Yeah, right. We learned each other's and, languages. And you not being able to learn your language doesn't make you not worth being in a relationship. If you're single and you're sitting here like, I really want a relationship and the person's just not coming, take the time to figure out your language. That's what we're saying. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But don't, it doesn't, you don't have to have, you don't it, have, to have it figured out but to at find least somebody. you're heading in that direction of like, you know. Or you that's like. where you're at. That's yeah. where you're at and just sit there and figure out, well, you know what? Okay. I'm At not least the open the fanny pack, guys. That's it. Like, <laughs> don't dig and like figure it out all together. But open it, look at it, and see like what's in there. Let me see. One of the things that I find with my clients very commonly is that their ability to have healthy friendships is not there, and then they want to jump into having healthy relationships. So my advice is. Start dating friends. And Bumble has a side to it that has, like, friends. So start dating friends. Go and meet some random people that probably have similar interests with you Mm -hmm. and become friends. Yeah. And you might not like this person, but you might like the other person, and you really get along with that one. You you guys become best friends. And if you're able to navigate that, that is a great map. For you to start navigating relationships. Mm-hmm. And, because I was going to say or, but and also foster other relationships in your life that you already had that maybe you neglected because you were so hyper-focused on this relationship and trying to make it work. Maybe you Or overly neglected. single when I was talking yeah, about or, that isolation. Yeah, That's what isolating. I did. Yeah, so you could have been like either really hyper-focused in making this relationship work or you tr- totally shut down and isolated. But maybe it's a good opportunity this single stage of your life season of your life to reach out to those people that maybe you have neglected that friendship cup that we've talked about in other episodes maybe it's running a little low maybe it's time for you to 
hang out with your friends a little more, spend more time with them, reconnect with old relationships and friends and family even. Yeah. It's a good opportunity to to Because to if out. you're able to problem solve with friends, your ability to problem solve in relationships is going to be like a lot easier. Yeah. Right? Like one of the observations in my past relationship when you and I would record was how come you have so much fun with Tanya, but you don't have such so much fun with me? Mm-hmm. And I think that's a valid, like a valid observation. Absolutely right. Like I would have more fun with my friends because I have this relationship, but then I wouldn't do the same thing in the romantic relationship. I wouldn't let go and love the person for who they were. I would love them with all these conditions because they were going to turn into this, this, and this, and this, and that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, was like, I, I really do think that if you can learn how to navigate friendships, that comfort that you feel with your best friend is the same comfort you should feel with your significant other. Mm-hmm. And if you're not feeling it, red flag. But that's another episode. <laughs> that's, that's an episode that we already have on red flags. And as simple as that, fill your own cups in the meantime while you that cup of the relationship it's running a little low, it is what it is. Maybe let's focus on the other ones. Your career, your goals, your ambitious ambitions, whatever you got going on, any other things in your life, and let's shift focus into those in the if meantime. If you really wanted to start, I don't know, painting, try it out. Go yeah. to a paint night, maybe. You're having your fun and being doing your own thing in a paint night, like the right person that's probably doing the same thing might be there, you know, or maybe the wrong or person you and you just get to know painting. Hell yeah. <laughs> I don't like, I'm all for that. So, yeah. it, you know, I, I, I guess what I'm encouraging you is to figure, have your fun, figure out what you like, do your thing. If you want to date, go date, do whatever. Mm-hmm. There is no shame in being single and enjoy the fucking ride and, it is what it is. Whatever the fuck that might look like for you or what it's going to look like for anybody. The end. But do not lower your standards because you feel lonely. Oh, absolutely. The end. P.S. Don't lower your standards. <laughs> P.S. That already bar, said at the end. That bar stays right there. <laughs> it is not moving. Yeah. Well, thank you guys for listening. Hope you enjoyed this. Um and hopefully we are going to stick to... I know we went a little bit into the dating, so hopefully we're going to follow up on that a little I more. I need you to abstain from saying hopefully. We will, period. Oh, we will. We shall. We need are to we manifest that. Yep. <laughs> All right, guys. Thank you. Enjoy your Valentine's, and we'll talk to you next time. Thank you for listening. We hope you enjoyed today's episode. Remember, this is not a replacement for therapy. Professional help is always available. Don't be scared to sit with your elephant. Until Until next time, bye. bye!